Previously on Locked on Kraken. Maybe, since we didn't have any morning skate to speak of, they are giving each other the tough love. Maybe have a players-only meeting, shut the door to the to the coaches, let them do their own scheming, and just have hash it out, boys. Because there's something amok, 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 amok. There is something amok in Kraken Nation. Not really Kraken Nation on the Kraken roster. Three hours later. We had a you know closed meeting in our locker room and we, we've talked about what we have to do better and I think this was a character win for us. You know, it was just players that, that were, were talking, it was coaches. <sighs> all, all together, you know, like I said, you know, it wasn't good enough the last two games, so I think this was a way better turnaround for us. You know, I think we did a lot of stuff right there and we, this is something that we can build from. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Valentine's Day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Happy birthday, John Forslund. Happy birthday to you. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. And your favorite team, Kraken fans, has gotten back into the win column. If you heard the cold open, then you know. I mean... Am I saying that they won because of me? Absolutely not. I would love to take credit for this win, but there's no feasible reason why I should. What I do appreciate is that the Seattle Kraken took the opportunity to have a very important conversation among what sounds like, according to Tomash Tatar, uh, it was coaching staff as well as the players. And we're going to talk about that on today's episode. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. And uh, maybe some of you are out at a show tonight. You can use the Game Time app, even uh, not for sports, and maybe for some more theater or musical events. So either way, I hope you're having a great February 14th. I will be spending the night at the... That sounded strange. I will be um, visiting the... Uh, the Kansas City Mavericks as they take on the Tulsa Oilers tonight right here in Tulsa. So we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Great win for the Seattle Kraken in a lot of metrics, including just flat out getting the win. We like that they gave all three Fs. This was a four-checking team. They got on the board early, fast, and yeah, I do think they had some fun, and we'll hear from a few players, including Matty Beniers, who got the first goal. Now, he might not have had fun right before he scored, but all's well that ends well, and uh, we'll talk about, and you'll hear from Matty Beniers, but he got the scoring started at UBS Arena with the goal in the first period, 
And um, it's only his seventh goal of the season. He was assisted by Jared McCann. The um, other goal came in the overtime shootout by Tomas Tatar. You will hear again from Tomas Tatar. But a lot of people, a lot of people pretty excited to see one Philip Grubauer back. Gruby played his first game since December 9th. Now, part of that was because he was dealing with injury. He was on long-term injured reserve. But also, Dave Haxtell had a great quote where he said, and I opine about this on this here program all the time, but he talked about how when the team was playing prior to the All-Star break, that there weren't enough practice days to get him in good rhythm. And so we obviously had practice days ahead of this road trip, although we have not been practicing on the road trip, which is a whole nother story. So I'll buy that from, from Coach Dave. And again, not something that he, it characteristically, he wouldn't disclose until we got to see Philip Grubauer in net. So Philip Grubauer was able to put up a, a pretty good performance here against the New York Islanders. And Igor Shesterkin, Shesterkin uh, who is an all-star in his own right, had a fantastic game as well. But Philip Grubauer made 26 saves to keep the Seattle Kraken in this game. The overall shots on goal in this game, um, they favored uh, the Seattle Kraken, not by much, but we were outshot in the first period, although we did get the goal in the first period. 10 shots on goal to seven shots for the Seattle Kraken. We were evened up at 10 shots per side in the second frame. And then in the third frame, we win that in a big way, 11 to five going into overtime. Now, the goal that the Islanders score did once again come on a power play. The penalty, I don't feel the same way about the penalty against as I did the other night. And I actually made an error in that I said that the first goal was on the penalty assessed to Will or the too many men penalty. That's actually not the case. There was another penalty was it Alexiak? I believe it was Alexiak who went in the box, and that's how the Devils scored first. Anyway, just wanted to clean that up. Faceoffs, we still got to get better at. 66.7% clip for the Islanders, 33.3% for the Seattle Kraken. Penalty minutes, eight penalty minutes to four penalty minutes. So, Good thing Matty Beneers got on the board early. If you watched yesterday's episode, you know I talked about how I, let's squash this Matty Beneers was being punished thing. Again, Coach Hack and a lot of the guys talking about how when you have so many penalty minutes against your team, that's going to impact your offensive-minded players. And Coach Hack did confirm Matty Beneers does not play on the penalty kill for the Seattle Kraken. So, his minutes and his reduced minutes after he gave away that, you know, after that giveaway had to do more with the team being in the box 
as opposed to Manny Beneers being in the doghouse. So just wanted to put that out there. Block shots. Look at this. 26 block shots for the Islanders. 23 giveaways also for the Islanders. 17 block shots for the Seattle Kraken. 11 giveaways for the Seattle Kraken. Let's hear first from Philip Grubauer. The man of the hour, making his triumphant return to the ice. Here's what he had to say about the game and about getting settled in and watching from the bleachers, you know, from the press box versus being the second goaltender in net. He had some really interesting comments uh, to say after his first win, his first game since December. In practice, you can only um, work on so many game situations, but um, once you get out there, it's a totally different story. So, like I said earlier, um, there's a lot of positives you can draw out of it, and you see the game from a diff different perspective, and you can slow it down a little bit, but obviously it takes a little bit of time to get back into it. And um, I was saying to the guys, there's no better way than uh, killing off a four-minute power play there to get back into it. But, um, yeah. Overall, good, good job today, and we need those points. You can visualize and you can see plays that are open earlier um, versus every, like if you're on the ice, everybody's crossing in front of you. So um, just making reads, I would say. You're just the second German goaltender to have 150 wins. Does that hold meaning for you? Uh, who's the first one? Thomas Grice? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Good job. <laughs> oh, you told me that earlier. So. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Obviously, we we need the points. It's a tight tight playoff race, and uh, yeah, yeah, we need them. We need the points. Indeed, the Seattle Kraken do need the points, and because they get that win, that brings them to uh, 22, 21, and ten, and that's fifty four points overall on the season. Um, Need the points indeed. You know, f we're falling behind in the Pacific Division. The Calgary Flames jumped ahead of us. So we're behind Vancouver, the Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, the LA Kings, and now the Calgary Flames. That's just in the Pacific Division alone. So we have to keep getting these wins. We have to keep getting points. And that's going to be huge for the Seattle Kraken coming down the stretch. We're going to hear from Maddie Meniers. I want to take you back to Tomas Tatar. And uh, we have plenty more to get into on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Game Time. Now, I've told you a time or two that I love the Game Time app. I travel a lot. Sometimes I'm in Seattle. Sometimes I'm in Chicago. Sometimes I'm back to my native home of New York. And either way, if I can carve out some free time in my schedule, I always Take a look at the Game Time app because I can find last minute tickets, flash deals, even zone deals for events that I might want to go to. Pitchers and catchers report today. Soon enough, I'll be able to catch a baseball game when I'm in anywhere USA or Canada, I suppose. And I can find tickets, bingo, bango, bongo, just like that. You can take a look at the section, even the the exact seats that you want to buy. I did that when I went to an M's game with a good friend of mine, Laura. She and I always try to catch a game together. 
when when I'm in town and I was able to find seats uh, and make sure that they were the seats where we usually like to sit on the Game Time app. And don't forget that it's not just a view from the seat. It's not just the flash deals. You also have the Game Time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination every day. Or as you knew, I was going to come on here excited to tell you effectively that I was right. We got our first brick. If you're an everydayer, if you're an OGer, then you know what that means because we talked about it on yesterday's episode. And I feel like now this theme that I took from Asia Wilson's book, which in, in which she relays Becky Hammond's kind of you know, mantra in their first championship season, we are going to carry that through because we have a lot of bricks, you know, in basketball, laying a brick is not a good thing. But in this case, laying a brick is a very good thing. You know, what's also a very good thing is that the Locked On Kraken podcast, Locked On Kraken, excuse me, the Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On Kraken, has a 24-7 streaming YouTube channel, Locked On Sports So check out Locked On Sports today, 24-7 streaming channel, and you don't even have to do anything. Right after you watch this show, you'll be directed right over there. And don't forget Locked On NHL every other Friday and always on YouTube Shorts, you can find some information on the Professional Women's Hockey League. I just had a conversation with GM Natalie Darwitz about the first ever PWHL trade, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Let's get back to the Seattle Kraken. And this next segment is entitled, That's Kraken Progress, Baby! And uh, yes, it's a little play on words from our very own John Forslund, who is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to John and anyone else celebrating today, this week, this month. You know, happy birthday. But that's Kraken Progress, Baby! I liked that we were able to get some things done. I also, you know, am obsessed with sharing two things, the game flow chart and the heat maps. And they're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good for the Seattle Kraken in this game against the New York Islanders. Now I mentioned that the the New York Islanders if we kind of play them the way uh you know we would play us if we were trying to beat us then maybe we'd be in a good situation and in a good position and lo and behold that's exactly what worked. Now you'll see the game flow chart kind of had things right from the beginning in the Kraken's favor. So that's one of our Fs. Starting fast, 
not just starting fast, but also using our speed. So I liked that. That's that Maddie Meniere's goal right there. And you can see we really cranked it up. So we didn't wait for the second period. We didn't wait for the third period. It's just like I said, instead of uh, waiting to have that kind of come to JC moment in the intermission, the Seattle Kraken took care of business either overnight or during the day right before their game against the Islanders, second game of a back-to-back on the East Coast. And I am here for that. I am absolutely here for that. And I hope they do the same thing when they play Boston tomorrow because they're going to need to up the ante. I want two bricks, baby. They're going to need a big win. So I like this game flow chart. This is more of what we need to see. Usually it's the opposite. We're seeing everything, in this case, above the horizon line. We need to control and dictate the pace. Now, we weren't great on face-offs, so that's where I want to see crack in progress next time, baby. Um, but if we can get this kind of looking graph in the game flow chart, more often than not, we will meet success. Another thing I want to show you is this heat map, baby. Now, we did not give up much in the high slot um, or kind of mid mid slot, I guess, if you want. Um, but a, a little bit of traffic in front of, in this case, Philip Grubauer. So I'd like to see us clean that up a little bit. But look at this. Look at this heat map on the Kraken side. Look at us getting into the gritty, grindy areas. I love to see that. More of that, please, and thank you. So yeah, that's Kraken progress, baby. I will take that. We needed something to elevate our stake in the game. Things were feeling stagnant. We were feeling un we were looking undisciplined. It was just time to to really start getting things going. And if you read what Allison Lucan wrote in the final buzzer, um, you know, she talks about. Ilya Sorokin having a, a really good, um, I said Shesterkin earlier, didn't I? My apologies. That's another New York goaltender. He plays for the Rangers. Um, hopefully I edited that out, but if I didn't acknowledge that I corrected myself, I'm sorry, Ilya Sorokin, we only got one goal past him. And on most nights, that's not going to be enough. So I, I appreciate Allison putting that out. Um, I put putting that out in her final thoughts, but, um, you know, what she also wrote and one of her subheadings is down, but definitely not out working on the cycle. Maddie Beneers took a big hit from Ryan Pollock and went down Kraken faithful collectively held their breath as last year's Calder trophy winner stayed on the ice and efforted, uh, to get simply to stand, but he started to find his drive and move towards the play just in time to align with Jared McCann, retrieving a loose puck and sending a stretch pass right to Beneers. Let's hear from Maddie Beneers about that scary moment and what gave him the drive to keep going. It was it was awesome. I think all night uh, from from the whole team. Um, you know that was 
like you said, the mindset coming in tonight. I don't think our battle level and compete was there the last two nights, and that's kind of, you know, been our identity since since the beginning. So that was the big emphasis on tonight. Was you know we're not we're not going to get outworked. We're not going to get outbattled tonight. Maybe, maybe take us through the sequence that led up to your goal a little bit. I mean, you got rammed pretty hard in the in the blast there. Were you dazed at all? Did you? What was your reaction after that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> definitely hurt. Uh, I was trying to just get off the ice, and then. You know, saw the opportunity. I was like, ah, I'm not that hurt. <laughs> so, um, yeah, didn't didn't feel good. But you know, plays will happen like that on, in hockey. And uh, you know, he kind of just got me got me off balance. Went on the boards pretty hard. And um, you know, Kenner made a nice play. And you know, was fortunate to be there. I mean, that's what you love to see. <laughs> I'm not that hurt. So he was able to recover effectively great great just heads up play by jared mccann if you heard the broadcast nick olchek mentioned it a time or two but um great play by eddie probably mentioned it as well uh i've talked about that sometimes they like say the same thing and i'm like oh yeah they are definitely related but anyway um he talked about jordan eberly really stepping in there and um tangling up pollock and uh, that being important as well, because he couldn't get back into the play. And then by the time he did, it was too late. The Seattle Kraken had already retrieved the puck and were off to the races a la Maddie Beneers. So really great sticking with it. But again, we know that it's going to take even more of that. It worked out okay against Ilya Sorokin, not just skin. Sorry about that. Sorokin, it worked against Sorokin. But, um, you know, we don't want to be losing points or conceding points, I should say, when it comes to going into overtime, going into the shootout. But, um, you know, Tomash Tatar, Tomash Tatar gets us going in the shootout. And it was also Tomash Tatar who confirmed what I thought needed to be the case, which is we have to have a team meeting. And Tomash Tatar will hear from him coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken because he confirmed just that. That, yes, indeed, the Seattle Kraken had a, a, a chat and it was, at least for now, effective. We're going to hear from Tomash Tatar and then look at the road ahead because this is a, it's got to be a feel good win for the boys now, but they're going to have to crank it up. What's the 2.0, even the 3.0 version of last night's Seattle Kraken? Because tomorrow on Thursday, they're taking on the big boys, Morgan Geeky and the Boston Bruins. And so we're going to need a little bit more of that uh, to get some more points on the board, which we desperately need now that we're in sixth overall in the Pacific Division. And we'll talk a little bit about the wild card scenario coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if 
you win. Bet on all your favorite NBA, MLB, well, it's a little early for that, and uh, NHL players and teams with everything from quick bets to live same-day parlays. You've got future bets, which we've talked about. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup odds on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, exclusive props, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and shoot your shot. We need to see the Seattle Kraken shoot a lot more shots and not get them blocked. We'll talk about that in the next segment. FanDuel, official sports book partner of the National Basketball Association. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination here as part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And it's now also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Kraken fans, I'm going to get ready to head over to the arena here. I call it the box center. I think the locals call it BOK. Either way, I think maybe the Seattle Kraken will be okay, or at least we can be okay if we give a little bit more of the effort that we saw last night. Tomas Tatar putting the game on his stick in overtime. And now it's all about getting back into the groove. Boy, you've got to prove your love to me. Yeah. That's a Madonna song for those of you who are maybe not familiar. I will not sing on every episode, don't you worry. Unless you're into it. And then, you know, maybe maybe I'll think about it. The point is we've got to get back into our groove. We've got to prove that we can be a playoff team once again. And it's all about finding good chemistry. Now, there were some interesting line changes here that I want to talk about. But first, let's hear from the game-winning goal scorer himself, Tomas Tatar, who also confirmed that there was a team meeting, unnecessary team meeting before this win. A shootout, overtime shootout win, but we will take the win. They don't ask how. They ask how many. Let's hear from Tomas Tatar. <laughs> kind of panic, to be honest. Uh, I had one movement in my head, and uh, I was looking for a spot, and it wouldn't get open. So you know, I had to switch it last second. I'm glad it worked out. Like I said, it was more of panic, panic mode at the end. <laughs> it was a team effort today. You know, we, we didn't feel good about last two games. You know, we got outworked, and... Uh, we had a you know closed meeting in the locker room and we we talked about what we have to do better and I think this was a character win for us. You know, it was just players that, that were, were talking, it was coaches <sighs> all all together. You know, like I said, you know, it wasn't good enough the last two games, so I think this was a way better turnaround for us. You know, I think we did a lot of stuff right there, and with this is something that we can build from. He's a warrior. Way to stay with it. Uh, you know, he just didn't stop play. You know, I mean, he shook it off and got open. Obviously, good shot, and that was a, usually for us, especially after the talk. You know, we just got into the game way more engaged, and it was all better. 
just got way more engaged. He was talking about his shootout goal, and he said he was looking for something else and uh, took what was available. So there you go, a veteran move there by Tomas Tatar, trying to get past Elias Rokin, who had only let in one goal prior to that, had a really great game, Elias Sorokin. He also, of course, talked about Matty Veneers, but in the middle, he was talking about this team knowing that the effort, the attention to detail has not been as good as it has needed to be for this team to be successful. And that's that. I don't know if it's starting to turn around completely. It changed in yesterday's game. So the road ahead. Now we know the Seattle Kraken are on a road trip. They have to close out uh, this road trip. I've got my, uh, so they, they're going to play Boston and Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh is not an easy win, but it's definitely it's it's a possible win. The Pittsburgh Penguins are uh 23 19 and 7, 53 points on the season. Now they are a plus 13. Again, the Seattle Kraken, we are 22 21 and 10, 54 points on the season. But before we get to Pittsburgh, we have to take on the Boston Bruins, who are at 32 11 and 10, 74 points on the season, a plus 42 Jackie Robinson number on the goal differential. That's not going to be easy for us. And it's, it's really about getting points any way we can because the Seattle Kraken are sixth overall in the Pacific division, but we are number five right now in that wild card in the Western conference. We're behind LA, St. Louis, Nashville, Calgary, and then it's us at five. So we've got some work to do. The Calgary Flames at 55 points. The Predators at 56 points. The Blues at 58 points, as well as the Kings. So you put together just two wins in regulation. And now we're talking 58 points. And, you know, assuming that nothing changes for the Kings or the Blues or anyone with the Predators and Flames um, ahead of us, we're in striking distance and we go from the five team in the wild card to a one or two spot just in two games. But again, that's in a vacuum. That's just if, if nothing else happens with any of the other teams and the Seattle Kraken start to win some games, but their next two opponents are not going to be easy. Now, after that, the Seattle Kraken will enjoy a, a, a home stretch. And so that's going to be an opportunity for the crowd to get behind the boys. Now, we know that we haven't always played well at home, but we'll have to figure it out, especially because we are playing Detroit, Vancouver, Minnesota, Boston, and Pittsburgh all over again. So, uh, oh, excuse me. I misspoke again. Surprise, surprise. We play Boston. That's the end of our road trip. And then we take on the Detroit Red Wings on the 19th. And that's a five-game homestand to close out the month of February. So tomorrow's a big one. Get this win. Find some points. Would be amazing. And then go home get some home cooking, get some rest, and get into a cadence 
get into a groove where the Seattle Kraken can, you know, feel that that they're starting to get that chemistry as that's what Allison Lucan wrote about in her article. Before we close this episode, because I do have to get ready to move, I want to just talk about the lineup. We know that there have been lineup changes. We did see the return of Justin Schultz. Congratulations to him and his wife on uh, welcoming their first child. That's why we did not see him. Those were the personal reasons. But the top stayed pretty much the same. McCann, Beneers, Eberly, Schwartz, Wenberg, Burakovsky, Tolvanen, Gord, Bjorkstrand, and then Tomasz Tatar with Cartier back in the lineup and Brandon Tanev. Now we saw that Tomasz Tatar has been able to score. I don't think he's a fourth liner for us, but we do need that fourth line to start buzzing. And Tomasz Tatar has been getting things going for the Seattle Kraken. I really think we ne- we need to get uh, Cartier, Tanev, and Yamamoto going for that matter. So maybe putting Tatar there, who seems to be able to create will do something good for us. Evans was with Schultz and then Alexiak Borgen done Larson Grubauer in net and um, giving Joey Decord a rest. Now, of course the big question becomes, who are we going to see in net? Who do we want to see in net? Philip Grubauer did absolutely nothing wrong in my estimation. Neither did Joey Dax. So it's a difficult question. If you're the Seattle Kraken, I think maybe you give this one to Groovy, give Joey a little bit more rest, and then get a nice reset for the five-game homestand where you're probably going to want to use both goaltenders, especially given that you get Boston, you get uh, Minnesota, you get Pittsburgh again. um, Or excuse me, you get Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, you get Pittsburgh again this season, but we hit Boston on the road in this home uh, away Uh, in this road trip, excuse me, and then we get them again for the homestand. So we'll see. Um, mm, I've said it before, and I think I want to lean into it again now. I think you go by situation. Who do you think is going to give you the best chance to get a win? And I think you also have a short leash. If it's not working for whatever reason, let the other guy get in there. So with that said, I'm I'm okay if we see Grubauer get the start against Boston. Hasn't played in a while, sure, but um, let him take on some of that workload early, and then if you need to, you get Joey in the game. Those are my thoughts. I hope you enjoy tonight, whatever your plans are. I've got hockey plans, at least that's for me, and I'll be catching up with other people a little bit later over the weekend, but enjoy the evening. Be kind to yourself. Self-love and self-care is also important. And also once you extend that love to yourself, extend it to someone else, be kind to someone else. Hold fast, stay true. Let's get ourselves another brick boys. We have another chance tomorrow. I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace out everybody.